breaking news. Biden reported that when his eyes are closed, he can't see. The Kate Daly Show starts now. What do the potential illegal immigrants Visa holders and border crossers can't request U.S. asylum on arrival if they fear persecution at home. Reuters interviewed more than two dozen. All of those interviewed said they got the idea to take the land route on social media and drew on influencers, private groups and comments to plan their trips. We're blurring their faces and not naming them to protect their identity. Uh, I go to Hong Kong from my Hubei first and then to Thailand from Hong Kong by plane and then Turkey from Thailand by plane and Ecuador and up, up uh, through the South America to America here. The Chinese embassy in Washington said in an email that it opposes illegal migration. Hi there, welcome Kate Daly Show. Hmm, we're blurring their identity <laughs> so that you don't know who they are, even though they're illegal. Um, and utilizing TikTok, utilizing all the social medias to figure out game plans on how to get through the border. That's nice. Um, you know, what route to take. That's fun. Anyway, uh, country's wide open. Come on over, you know. Welcome, everybody. Oh, my gosh. It's so disgusting. Anyway, welcome to the show. And, of course, I have Melissa on today and Susan uh, because it's Wednesday. How are you? How are you, Melissa? I, I got a question for you, Kate. Sure, sure. Why don't we make a, a secret TikTok video or a really public vid- video on TikTok that tells everybody how to come on over to our show? <laughs> exactly. How about we do that? Oh my gosh. Why don't we do that? You can't hey, make over. this stuff Doors up. Open. I mean, it's, come on in. it's ridiculous. Ridiculous is what it is. And anyway, um, borders wide open. (laughs) We managed to seal the top border, but we can't manage to seal the bottom border. Very, very interesting, right? Very interesting that that we can do one. Well, that's because nobody wants to go to Canada. Yeah. But if if that border was open, I mean, really open, they'd just be making their way through there. You know what I mean? Any way to penetrate the country. It's just odd that we have a whole south border we can't seem to control we can send all the cash ukraine that that they want to send to ukraine we can do all of these other things but we just can't seem to keep it under control i wonder how many excuses they'll keep coming up with it's almost amazing that we've gone this long without some sort of solution and it's always gridlock and it's always republicans yelling and democrats yelling, and they're all yelling and fighting fake fight for the country and it's they're the they're the worst it's a swamp. They're the well, worst of the this worst. This is how this is how I know that we no longer have a republic in which the people mm-hmm. are the voice of the government. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. Because I would bet if you did a, a nationwide poll, how many people want continued un you know, unfettered, mm-hmm. totally open borders on the southern border? How many I people know. want that? Nobody. And the discussion now is like who exactly is coming across? Are we are it, t- I know. You know, I think I think in history, right? I think mm-hmm. history thoughts. And I'm like, this is this is the invasion of Rome by the by the the vandals and the Visigoths mm. and you yeah, know, whatever. For sure. Can the sacking of Rome be far behind? Boy, we have a lot to talk about. I I had to pre record my um Dr. Peter McCullough interview and boy, it's good. Um so I'll play that tomorrow on the show live. 
And he had a lot to say. And we had people on Facebook chime in with questions and we got those answered. So um, in inside this interview, so it'll be really, I think, fun for all of you to listen to him talk about what's going on post three years now. And uh, Dr. Peter McCullough is the famous heart surgeon that started speaking out about uh, stuff in August of 2020. And uh, it was beneficial for everybody at the time. So he's going to weigh in what's changed. What does he think about the shots now? What does he, you know, all, all, all his thoughts. And then Brandon Smith on uh, Friday, weighing in on all kinds of issues. And then Gary Wayne, I don't know if you guys remember talking to Gary Wayne about, um, he was the one that brought up the, the biblical stuff, the saying, you know, why did we have the flood? Why was it so bad that nobody could be really redeemed? I mean, save a few. Why is that? Okay. And so he's going to come back on and share some thoughts with us on uh, Tuesday. So, um, and also Mel Madison is coming back too on Tuesday. So we have a lot on the show coming up and more guests that I'll tell you about next week. Um, but Melissa, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Jordan Peterson clip? Um, well, Let, yeah, let's get let's, into it let's, first. Let's, let me introduce it with this sure. little, this little kind of ripped from the headline sort of thing. Okay. So if, and then we'll do Peterson. But okay. if you recall, um, Elon Musk made a promise that mm-hmm. anybody who lost a job because of their their speech, free speech on Twitter, mm-hmm. now X, that he would help pay their defense fund, right? Mm-hmm. Pay for their their legal fees. Right. Well, Gina Carano, the actress mm-hmm. who was part of the Star Wars franchise, that was outspoken on twitter while it was mm-hmm. still twitter mm-hmm. um she did a disney when they became aware of the things that she was saying they did fire her so i i, I love this this is a little propaganda piece that i consulted okay. and elon musk is now helping her to sue disney well so this is from a a, a website called lgbtq nation So Mm -hmm. full disclaimer here before we go. Mm. So you know that their perspective on what she has done, Mm -hmm. baseless claims that there was fraud that caused Trump to lose in 2020. There was. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) So they're calling them baseless in mainstream, of course. Yes, Yes, baseless. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though it's true. mm -hmm. Yeah. Another Mm -hmm. ask how the Nazi anti-Jewish hatred was any different from hating someone for their political views. Right. Uh, Her Twitter bio also included the the phrase beep, bop, boop, which people interpreted as mocking the pronouns that transgender and non-binary people use. Mm -hmm. And that is unforgivable. We cannot. (laughs) Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's the and, and, you know, kudos to Elon Musk for helping defend her, mm-hmm. uh, whether she can win this suit or not is probably debatable because mm-hmm. actors work under a different kind of structure than other people do. Mm-hmm. But so I was sitting here this afternoon thinking about Jane Fonda Ugh. going <laughs> <Sorry>. to <laughs> North Vietnam mm-hmm. trader mm-hmm. and. Yeah. And mm-hmm. did she suffer the same? Well, she did suffer some for that. There were a lot of people that didn't like it. Oh, but did yeah. it hurt her in she was Hollywood? A traitor. Yeah, it didn't hurt her in Hollywood. She was a full on traitor. It, yeah, she mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And so it. I went down. This is this is the rabbit hole that I ended up going down. Mm-hmm. The, the supreme value in our society is becoming niceness. 
We just want people, all people, to be nice all the time. There is never to be a moment of truth-telling or we're not supposed to. We all have to have the same mm-hmm. kind of bland opinions about everything right. because nice is where it's at. So go ahead now. Play Jordan Peterson. Okay. I, I love this clip. I played this clip last week. Here we go. If someone's consistently what would you say, tough in their judgment, it's easy to adapt to them because it's consistent, mm-hmm. right? The rules are stable. And, and it's actually, I love having disagreeable people around me because they tell you what the hell's going on. Agreeable people, they're always covering everything. It's, it's okay, it's nice. It's like, no, it's not. It's not nice. There are plenty of problems. Canadians are like that. It's like, <laughs> it's so sickening. It's like we've elevated nice to the highest. As long as you're nice. It's like, as long as you're nice, you can lie, you can cheat, you can steal, you can pretend, you can be willfully blind. Yeah, as long as you're nice. (laughs) That is the truth. As long as you're nice, you can lie, cheat, steal, be willfully blind, as long as you're nice. Everything is about niceness. Yeah, it's the truth. It's how it works. Well, I I also came across an article that was printed in The Blaze, on Mm -hmm. The Blaze Media, Mm -hmm. um, in which... There's a a, a well known Christian pastor, mm-hmm. and uh, I I suppose he entertains questions from his you know moral dilemmas from his audience. And there was a grandma who approached him about the upcoming wedding of her grandson, and it was a gay wedding, mm-hmm. and she doesn't she didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. and should she go? Should she not go? And the pastor said, well, you know, you have to keep that relationship open. And he's he's voting for niceness over truth telling. Right. Over standing up for anything. Yeah, we don't. If if you are a committed Christian and you really believe that Mm -hmm. this is a sin, why? Now, that doesn't mean you have license to be cruel or Mm -hmm. inhumane or whatever. Mm -hmm. But why would you go and support? a wedding, mm-hmm. which is like a very high level Christian mm-hmm. covenant mm-hmm. ordained by God kind of thing. If you don't believe that, why would you go to the wedding? Well, I what mean, is the tru- are, mm-hmm. are you misrepresenting your truth? I hate that phrase, your truth, but are you misrepresenting truth mm-hmm. as you understand it? In order to just be nice and keep right. the peace and whatever. I think you can support somebody's choice, their free choice, whatever that choice is. You can say, I support your free choice. I don't support what it is, but I support your ability to choose. And like you said, it doesn't mean to be cruel. It's like when I had a conversation with my gay friend and I said, look, you changed. I didn't. And you want everyone else to change around you. Well, I'm not changing. This is who I am. So I'm going to continuously stand up for what I believe. And I love you. You're my friend. I support everyone's free choice to live the way they want to live, make the choices they want to make. And I've never been mean or cruel in, in anything I've stood up for. But I, I, I created a boundary that said, this. I'm still me. I'm a conservative Christian. I'm still me. And I'm going to stand up for things. I'm going to say things. And that's just how that's going to that's gonna happen. And he actually was like, okay, I can deal with that. And I said, so I'll, su- I'll support you making your choices for your life, but I might not agree with what you're choosing, just like with anybody, Correct. right? Yes. Yeah. So that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you, if we go back, turn the, turn the dial back mm-hmm. to 
to COVID times, uh-huh. how much truth was we uh, truth was censored. Mm. People were not allowed to say what they were thinking about. People were not allowed. You were not allowed to have that truth moment. No, anywhere you had to agree with the mainstream. You had to. Mm-hmm. Because that's where it's, that's the slippery slope. Right. That niceness slips into compliance at all cost. Right. And and I seem to recall a lot of people mm-hmm. who are not so nice during the COVID time. Oh. If, if nice <laughs> is such a huge thing. Yeah. Nice may mean you mm-hmm. have to agree with the prevailing sentiment. Yes. And yes. that's not nice or compassionate. We'll be right That's back. That's just force. We're going to come right back more with uh, Midwest Melissa on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Hey, everybody, as we enter into 2024, this is really important. The banking crisis, which is kind of remaining kind of quiet, except for smaller banks are are failing as more centralized banking even happens at these levels right now that we're seeing. That's why we saw some of the bank closures uh, last year. As this enters stage two, this is really, really important. Investors are relaxed right now because they think the banking crisis is over, but it's really a big mistake. History shows that major financial crises unfold in stages and have a quiet period between the initial stage and the critical stage when it's too late to do anything. The next forecast that's coming, the more acute stage two of the banking crisis is coming after a quiet period, right? We know this. It's coming. Birch Gold is writing about this. They understand that there's this quiet period right now. This is the time, you guys, get everything you have at least backed by gold. It won't cost you anything, which is amazing. You can take advantage of this, at least get the information. Your IRAs, your retirement, are they short up? Are they backed by anything important, by any by any gold? Um, and make sure you buy gold and silver from Birch Gold. These are the people I trust, okay? And I love them. Um, you guys out there that have that have done this are saying such fantastic things about Birch Gold. I knew you would. And, of course, Ron Paul, Steve Bannon, uh, Ben Shapiro. These are all the people that use Birch Gold for a reason. They have a stellar reputation. Please text 989898. That's the phone number, 989898, those six digits. Text my name, Kate, as the message on your phone. And when you do that, you'll get some free information to look at. Please do this, okay? Just get the free information. Information is free, and, you know, you can't go wrong with information. And at least you'll have some answers on if this is something you should do, too. Thanks, you guys. Birch Gold is amazing. Otherwise, I wouldn't talk about them. Thanks. This is the Kate Daly Show. Yeah, Kate Daly Show. So glad to be with you. Midwest Melissa on today and Susan and uh, their research, which I'm always so grateful for. They've been doing the show a long, long time, and I'm so grateful for their endeavors and their curiosity. Can I just tell you? Uh, I love these women. And I also, um, I just want to, I want to mention again, please, this is, I, this is your window. This is your window of time. Please make sure that you can take your existing IRA, 401k, into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. You cannot believe the peace of mind 
that this creates. And I am so serious about this. I really do hope you at least get the information. And all you have to do is text to 989898 um, and text my name, Kate, and make sure. And what they'll, what they'll do is just go ahead and send you the info. You can peruse that. There's no obligation or anything. And it doesn't cost you anything to do this. Why would you not want that peace of mind? Of course you do. You know things are unraveling. And it's going to be quicker than I think think we realize and we're going to run out of options quicker than we realize and buy your gold and silver from them they have so many five-star reviews i I can't even (laughs) it's huge and birch gold just has a stellar reputation please go to them um because i love these guys they're honest they're red-pilled and you're going to get what you pay for and that is awesome isn't it so gold and silver these are your guys and also i just wanted to mention really quick melissa um nikki i i saw that um nikki in nevada <laughs> do you want to just give the details on that sure nikki haley yeah nikki haley in mm-hmm. the in the yeah. nevada primary mm-hmm. lost to mm-hmm. uh none of these candidates <laughs> The box that the says line none. on the ballot that said none of these candidates she was lower. had more <laughs> votes than Nikki Haley did. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So I think she's in trouble. Yeah, thank. Yeah, I yeah. Um she's a hack and she always has been and she's a uh a, a WEF uh the Klaus Schwab mm. brand. That brand. Sorry, that came out wrong. Mm. <laughs> that came out not as I was anticipating, <laughs> but um <laughs> Live radio here. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, WEF. So that's what I was saying. Anyway, let's be clear. Um, but uh, but yes, it was. A, she's a very interesting brand um, of Rhino. So, okay. Um, we were just talking about going to a wedding or, or not going to a wedding. What what would you do in that case? We were well, talking I, about nicety. I think about it. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that a wedding is, mm-hmm. is a moment where you stand before God and, uh-huh. and make sacred promises. Mm-hmm. And I would not be comfortable mm-hmm. at a gay wedding mm-hmm. where that was happening of a of a family member. Right. While I might attend a reception for them, while mm-hmm. I might attend, you know, the party afterward, because mm-hmm. it's a family party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think my conscience would say to to go to the place where this is being mm-hmm. solemnized mm-hmm. before God and witnesses. Sure. I wouldn't do. Okay. I just wouldn't do. Um, I would, this might surprise people. I might go, um, I wouldn't be in a parade. Um, I, I wouldn't be an advocate for anything that they're, that they're doing, but I might go to the wedding just like I might bake the cake. It just kind of depends. I think, um, for everybody, their answers might be different. What I wish is that the, the couple getting married in the LGBT universe could be as tolerant of us choosing whether to go or not to go. And for whatever reason, as they are expecting from us to be, to have to go, you know, to have to support them. And I don't, I don't advocate for the LGBT community. I don't, um, I don't like what they're doing. I do think it's against God. And so, you know, I mean, I think each, what I'm saying is, is that I could feel that way. You could feel your way and both are okay because it's how you feel, what you, you know, what, what you can do and what you can't do. And you've got to follow your conscience. So it should be what your choice is. This brings to the forefront two words uh-huh. that are really kind of critically important because they reveal different worldviews. Mm-hmm. The one is tolerance. Yeah. The other is advocacy. Sure. And they don't mean the same thing. I can be tolerant mm-hmm. of someone who is 
going to have a gay wedding. Mm-hmm. I can be tolerant of that, meaning I'm not going to shame them or stop mm-hmm. them. They have the right to choose what to do with their own life. Mm-hmm. That is tolerance. I'm not going to hate on them. I'm not going, you know, whatever. But I don't have to advocate for them. Yeah. I don't have to swing around and say, mm-hmm. that's your right. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to defend your right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to march in your parade because I think this is crazy great. Yeah. You know, that is. So there's two worldviews at work. And that's kind of the heart of what I want to talk about okay. today. So we're going to we're going to come right back. We have to go to a quick break, but we're going to come right back. Um, this is getting juicy. <laughs> We're going to come yeah. right back just because there's so many views on this and I respect people's views on how they, and I just wish our views were as respected as they're demanding ours to be for them. Be right back. Kate Daly show. Hey guys, go to the website. Look for FIQ Copper. The Recuperate Copper product is amazing. I've been taking it, and I've got blood tests to prove how well I'm doing since I've been taking it. Also, uh, I take the magnesium with it. That's very important, too. So I also take their magnesium. I ordered their Whole C, which I absolutely love, and their cod liver oil. If you need thyroid help, that's a wonderful place to start with thyroid naturally. So they have so many wonderful products, but you have to click on the FIQ um, ad at the bottom of Kate Daly Radio. And I hope you do so because you're going to get terrific prices on these products. And I believe in the delivery system of these products. They are amazing. FIQ. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. I've got Midwest Melissa on. And uh, Melissa was asking me on the break, would I... Would I be in a wedding? Um, and that's where I draw. I would draw the line. No, I would not. Um, would I be there because I support free choices? Yes, but I, I would not probably be in the wedding. But that brings up a really great point, and that is every boundary is different for everybody. What they, what they are willing to do and what they aren't. And we should all be able uh, to go by our own moral conscience on what we'll do and what we won't do. I support choice. I support free agency, but I don't support, um, what, what they're doing. You know what I mean? And I can sit there and, and in my head be like, Hey, I don't really, I mean, obviously I don't go along with this, but I love this person or, or what have you. Let's take a caller, Melissa. Hi caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Um, yeah. Hi. My daughter actually is getting married in March Mm -hmm. to a young lady that she's been with for two years Mm -hmm. and I am actually going, we're actually going to the wedding, my husband and I, they're coming up and we're going to Vegas. Okay, good. Um, They've been, my daughter has been brought brought up very Christian Mm -hmm. and so this was a shock to us. I bet. But I love my daughter and it doesn't matter to me whether she's straight or gay, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. I'll be there to support her Mm -hmm. and her choices. Um, but I'm with everybody else on that. I will not go out there in the parade. I will not right. fly the flag. I will not advocate for what they're doing. But I love my daughter. I understand. And I'll be there. I, I totally understand what you're saying. I feel the same way as you do. I actually really do. So I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for that. Well, yeah. Uh, thank, this you. Is, thank you. Here's a, here's mm-hmm. a way to frame it. And I appreciate mm-hmm. the caller's yeah. point of view, too. I have kids that I love dearly as well. And we love them through the decisions that they make mm-hmm. when they're not exactly what we would want them to do, sure. right? Yep. 
But if if my son was a serial killer and he wanted me to go along with Mm -hmm, him mm -hmm. to bury the body, I would say, no, I'm not doing that. Right. If if my I mean, if you change the nature of the event, Mm -hmm. um, it it changes your it can change your perspective. Right. And like I said, you know, if I was actually Mm -hmm. being confronted with that, I might make a very different decision, too. I said Um, it's easy for me to think about things in in the hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. I, I said last week, I said this on a, on a show that we did. I said, you know, your, your kid's a bank robber. Okay. You still love your kid, even though that would be a horrifying and criminal choice for your kid, but you don't have to drive him to the, the scene of the crime to do the crime. So there's a, there's a difference in loving somebody, but also always standing up for what you believe in and not being silent about that. What I'm seeing is too many people adopting a whole new moral code because they right. think that means love for their daughter, their son, whatever. That isn't love. They they count on you to be the same person you are. And I think deep inside, they want you to stay consistent in your own morality. And I think it's healthy for them to see that. You know, well, it just seems let's, right. Let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. worldview then. Okay. Because I think that's kind of where the rubber meets the road. Right. A lot of people, if I ask you, Kate, what is your worldview? Mm-hmm. Could you could you give me a, a you know a quick soundbite of what your worldview is? Oh, wow. What is um, what? L- let me let me take the caller first, and then I'm going to come back to that. Hi, caller. Welcome sure. to the show. Go right ahead. So I think there's a problem with your analogy mm-hmm. in that being a serial killer is a crime, mm-hmm. and asking you to hide the bodies is right. That is criminal. Crime. Yes. Yep. The better yep. analogy would be if my son, the serial killer, was at trial, mm-hmm. but I go and sit in the stands mm-hmm. and, and and watch the trial and, and let you know let him know I love it. Mm. Hmm. What would you do? Okay. What would you do? You love your Me? kids. Oh, you love uh, your the, kids. The, yeah. the, the, the right and wrong issue is. You need to address that at the beginning of the relationship, not at the wedding. Ah, uh, thank oh, you for that. Very wise. Appreciate that. Very yes. wise. Great point. Great well, point. So to move on with mm-hmm. the, the the world, world view. view. Oh, the world view. Issue. Well, I believe in God. Um, I believe in uh, Jesus Christ atonement. I'm a conservative. I believe less government is better. I believe uh, that in this country. And I love my family. They're number one. And then comes, um, you know, obviously God, then family, then country. And um, I, I'm trying to think what you are asking for worldview. Are you, am I specific? Well, you know, so there, because there's so many yes, beliefs that I have. All of that, all of that feeds into one's okay. worldview. Sure. And the, the ideas and the worldview that you hold mm-hmm. is going to have, it's going to make a difference in how you react, how you think about things. Mm-hmm. For example, if you believe that life is a gift from God, it changes the way you think about certain political issues. Mm-hmm. If your worldview holds that individuals, that God created each of us individually mm-hmm. and gave us you know, moral responsibility to lead our lives, it's going to change the kind of decisions that you make. Right. Whereas, and, and that is, the two that I just gave are two pieces, big pieces of what is generally considered the Christian worldview, mm-hmm. that that life is a, is a gift from God mm-hmm. and that we have individual accountability for the kind of life that we lead, that we, we are individually responsible 
it may also be part of your worldview that people are inherently fallen, mm-hmm. that we are sinners, that we're, we don't, we can never get it 100% mm-hmm. right. Sure. And we should be aware of that mm-hmm. in our government. We should be aware of that in all of our relationships. But that ultimately the responsibility falls on me to shape my life. There is a very different worldview operating right now in the world. And it, it is, if you will, I mean, our, our phraseology right now is wokeness. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people, we, we sometimes have a sense of what woke is, but mm-hmm. we don't really know. We don't very often talk about or think about what is the underlying premise of woke philosophy mm-hmm. because it's Marxist woke is all about a Marxist philosophy that does not say that life is a gift from God. Rather, man is a creation of man. Mm -hmm. That's a really different thing than we are a creation of God. Right. And man is a creation of man can also be translated, who shapes man? Are we individually gifted with the responsibility for our moral accountability? Mm Mm-hmm. Or are we shaped by the society that we live in? Mm. And woke has adopted that. That is a absolutely straight out of you know Marxist playbook. That's why everything is defined as oppressor versus oppressed. Right. Because society is shaping us. Society has shaped you to be either an oppressor or the oppressed. It's not because of who you are or choices before you. It is all about which category you fit into according to the big social paradigm at work. Mm -hmm. Those two worldviews are going to clash. It's going to happen. It has to happen because at the bottom, they are inconsistent with each other. Right. Right. So it's a kind of a frightening premise, actually. (laughs) It is. And as as this world gets more sinful and you're surrounded by it, uh, in, in every way, there are, there are choices that we all have to make. There are decisions. What are you going to stand for? When are you going to stand for it? And that's going to be that's going to get more and more difficult because the persecution is coming in a big way. Well, in a in a woke paradigm, mm-hmm. your decisions are not really your decisions. Your decisions were pre-programmed into you by the society in which right, you live. Right. In a woke world. Yeah. In a mm-hmm. woke world. Mm-hmm. So as Christians, we can stand and say, no, you have a choice. You have a choice. And they're going to say, no, no, we never had a choice. Right. right. We were we were programmed by society to be this way. Right. We can't we can't help it. Yes. We can't and anything it. goes and um, it's just love is love and anything goes. And if you stand for morals, you're a, you're a judgy little uh, jerk. Right. Isn't that kind of the, the the way that we're talked to? I know we have to go to a break, but isn't that kind of what they're saying? You're a judgy jerk if you just don't say anything goes. Right. Right. And get behind exactly. it. We'll be right back more with Midwest Melissa. Susan's coming up afterwards. Be right back. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. 
Glad to have you listening in. It's a, it's a great conversation because we're all faced with this right now, and it's about to get, it's going to get worse, and what are we going to do? Um, it's just going to become, it's going to, it's going to just increase. So how do you stand your ground? What do you do in times like this? Because everyone's affected by this. Um, so I welcome you back. Of course, get over to my pillow. Of course, get over to activatefiq.com. Code word is always Kate. And both of these companies are amazing. Activatefiq.com for uh, copper, magnesium, um, all the supplements that they have are amazing. And then put in the code Kate. You should be taking copper and magnesium every day and uh, building up your immune system. And then, of course, my pillow. Um, great gifts, great gifts for yourself. I love the my pillow products. I truly do. And the down comforters are amazing, especially when you're looking at all that rain and snow and everything else. Oh my gosh, get under a down comforter. They are amazing. Um, <laughs> Midwest Melissa is back with me. And I, I just know that it, on this increase that we're about to have to scale you know, there was a concerted effort in these last 10 years to always tie Christian with Nazi, Christian with crazy, Christian with stupid, Christian with all of these things, because this was the precursor to what's coming in persecution. And they had to build this case up against anyone that wanted to stand up for truth or morality um, or God. So I know we're going to see more persecution because they've already done the big buildup. Well, what? What encourages me Mm -hmm. is that I believe very firmly Mm -hmm. that there really are more of us than there are of them. Mm -hmm. That uh, one of the drivers is coming from the top. Mm -hmm. It's coming from the elites at the top. And if we can find common ground among each other Mm -hmm. where we, we can find a place in our hearts, not for niceness, but for kindness, for genuine tolerance, Mm -hmm. for loving each other, Mm -hmm. even through our struggle. And it's a kind of a Christian construct, right? Right. We love each other in our sins and through our sins Mm -hmm. so that we can be better together. You know, we can, we can get through this. We can help other people. If we can do that, then I think we will find that the, and I believe this for a long time, the real fight is not with each other. The real fight is between elites who have a very different worldview. Mm-hmm. It's it's us versus them, mm-hmm. not us versus each other. Don't look side to side. Look to the top of this pyramid. Right. Same thing happened, and I, I just want to touch on this very briefly. In Europe in 1848, there were a series of revolutions that happened all across Europe. And they were driven by, by this, all of a sudden people got this alarming understanding that the people in their government were not doing them any favors and they mm-hmm. began to revolt. Right. We, we, we love Les Mis, right? Mm-hmm. That's the revolutions sure. of 1848. Sure. But they happened in France, in Germany, which wasn't Germany yet, but Italy, in Poland, in, you know, Vienna, they were everywhere and they were able to dispossess some of their leadership they got there. There was in France. They had a second revolution in mm-hmm. which the king had to step down again. Right. Uh, so I, I found this list. Mm-hmm. Here's some of the stuff that we're dealing with now. And ask yourself: Are more of us fed up with this, whatever their political stripe, whatever their persuasion, mm-hmm. than are supporting it? So people are fed up with multinational elites ramming unpopular ideologies down our throat, Mm -hmm. trying to erase national and religious identity, 
mm-hmm. expecting us to be quiet about it. Right. Um, to promote homosexuality and transgenderism among children, to impose total censorship, to persecute Christians, to suppress religion, to crush dissent, to impose control of the population, to promote racism against white people, to erase national boundaries, to eliminate national and cultural ad- identities, to aid and abet Ill- illegal immigration, mm-hmm. to falsify history, to eliminate humor and comedy, to eliminate monuments, to insub- indoctrinate children, the police, the military, and promote anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. It's a multifaceted approach coming from the top at us. Right. And as in 1848, Mm -hmm. eventually we're going to reach critical mass and the people will push back. In fact, some Mm -hmm. people are already saying the pushback, we have already passed the fulcrum moment and that pushback has already begun. Well, look at the farmers all over the world. We have more farmers today actually doing barricades. They're blocking into France and Spain all over the place. It's the farmers, the ranchers, and they're like you've said on a couple of shows past, they are um, standing up. And so maybe it'll trickle down to everybody else. Maybe the rest of us. They're being joined, interestingly Mm -hmm. enough, they're being joined by in France, they're being joined by truckers and mm-hmm. cab drivers. Yeah, yeah. They're getting I ready to blockade Paris. Yeah. And say, we're just going to close the city. So good to see. So it it is, it is an 1848 kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful because in 1848, after the, the government promised some concessions and then the people stood down and then they didn't. Right. The, the people who promised the concessions didn't follow through. Mm-hmm. That is a real danger. This is why we study history. We have to continue the energy, continue the momentum to really press for the disassembling of mm-hmm. the global elite. Yeah. All the way to the end. All the way. But I'm feeling very encouraged because several people that I'm listening to, out of some out of Europe, some here, are saying we have already reached that mm-hmm. fulcrum point. People right. are waking up. COVID was the beginning of the wake up call mm-hmm. for many, many people. And so, we got to see, we got to see <laughs> uh, the differences in everybody. We got to see what, what, what people paid attention to and what they didn't. I mean, I had a problem with the utter stupidity. It was hard and it was, it was hard not to see everything is so obvious. And, um, and then try to explain that to people. But we got to see kind of where everyone was at. And I know it, was, it has been disconcerting. It's been really hard to see that. I think we actually liked it better when we didn't get to see everyone's political views out in the open <laughs> so much. But we did. Yeah. Well, if you weird. think about what you're able to say about COVID uh-huh. now mm-hmm. compared to what you were able to say two or three years ago, mm-hmm. you can say a lot more now than you could then. Yeah. That's yeah. a sign mm-hmm. that things have changed for the better. Right. A third of, I think at the poll, uh, when I talked to Peter McCullough, a third of Americans um, now, as soon as something happens to somebody in a sudden death situation, a heart, a a turbo cancer appears because they had cancer somewhere in their body. And so the turbo cancer comes up. He said about one third of the people um, vaccinated or not now believe that it's from the vaccinations. Hmm. What was your first thought when you heard King Charles had cancer? (laughs) <laughs> it really was my first thought. It really was. It was my shot. first thought yeah. too. I'm I mean, like, well, I can't help but think they that. all took the, yeah. they all took the shot. Turbo cancers. And and I, I bring him up because he's so high profile. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But we all thought it. 
I know. And I, it's sad. Um, I thank you so much, Melissa. Thanks. It was a good conversation. People need to kind of figure out where their boundaries are. It doesn't, I don't know if it's bad or good, wherever somebody's boundaries are. I just feel like we need to start really thinking how those about those boundaries, creating those boundaries and always standing for truth and getting that backbone. Thanks, Melissa. Appreciate you. And uh, Midwest Melissa. And then on to uh, Susan Reeve when we come back. So stay with us. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Off the hook. Amazing. Try it out.